See, madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Ek2Fly, Eric Trambicki, Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Iguina. You want to say it? Your boy Elroy. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Welcome back to the show, guys. Elated to be here. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. My my notes for SmackDown are elated heavy. Um, so this week we are well, Survivor Series is two weeks from Sunday, and as we've been told ad nauseum, the only time of the year we get Raw versus SmackDown. Before we get started, listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Derek McCauley, Russ Diagostino, and Zach Harmon. Check out The Perfect Edge with DJJ, Donnie Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> Check out Throwback Madness, which will be available next week. Charity, was it two weeks from now? Yes. Check out, we should have a new unsanctioned soon, I'm still trying to work out. A date and time with Shiv. Listen, the suspense is freaking killing. <laughs> it will be very soon. And if you listen to the show, if you like the show, if you want to support us, five-star ratings and reviews on iTunes would be a huge help. We appreciate it. Alo, would you like to move some merch? Yes, yeah, so if you want to embrace the match, you can do so at whatamaneuver.net. And if you're tired of the same old wrestling tees, you can head over to colinabo.com and use promo code MATTMANAS for 10% off your order. Yes. You can do that. The only promo code still valid, this as is, far as we know. No, well, I actually went on there recently, and I tried a plethora of different promo codes that I see advertised on not just Instagram, but also Twitter and other various social media outlets. A minimum of 10 failed. I put in Matt Madness. I got 10% off. I placed the order. All right. Well, there you, there you have it. It's fact right there. Can't dispute it. You can't. It's, un <laughs> it's undisputed. Yes, uh, I was going to say it straight out of the gate. I thought Raw absolutely sucked this week. But the first hour was decent, and everything after that I just felt like it was a waste yeah, of time. Um, we're ramping up to Survivor Series. We had Angle apologizing to the Raw roster for not being prepared. The return of Stephanie, who made him the captain of Team Raw, basically put his job on the line if Raw doesn't win. Um... She tried to add a fourth eye in competence, but what she doesn't know... There's already a fourth Brian eye. Brian Gerard James did not inform her <laughs> that we already made a fourth eye on Throwback Madness a few months ago. Innocence. <laughs> and incompetence can be the... So there's five there's eyes. five eyes. Steph, sorry, sweetheart, but we beat you too. Um, and Angle already said the fourth eye was inductee. So, I mean, this is kind of a dispute. Yeah, so, okay, then we have, we have what then? Six eyes. Six. Kurt, I'm sorry, you were away for a while. I understand why you didn't get it. You didn't get the memo. But, <laughs> Stephanie, I'd assume that Brian Gerard James would have told you, as he is maybe our number one fan. I tweeted from the Matt Madness account while she was talking irrational. Really? <laughs> that could be an eye, too. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, what did you guys think of Stephanie showing back up? Oh, I, I loved I loved it. I, I miss her demasculated men for so long. It was so good. 
putting her foot all in her ass. It was so great. Because basically she's she's embarrassed that Shane basically invaded Raw. She's saying how Shane's basically so manipulative, which I which I did like because that's, that's what he kind of did to Kurt Angle. And, yeah, what a hypocrite. She invaded SmackDown like two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it was, it was a strong, she had strong points and, it, and she basically, she felt embarrassed. So she quote unquote had to make a return when she's always backstage anyway. Yeah. But she made a return to actually put Kurt Angle, in a, Kurt Angle on notice that this can't happen again and we have to defeat SmackDown. But I, I did like it for what it was because it kind of had to be said because Kurt Angle basically did get embarrassed on on Monday Night Raw. SmackDown really ran roughshod and was, quote-unquote, under siege last week. Yeah, like he has basically been left alone to run Raw. And, like, then that happens. So it, it does make sense. And I've been one that was, like, ready for an end to the authority. Um it's cool to see her when I, she hasn't been there in months. And when we don't know if we're going to see her next week. We don't know if we'll see her the week after that. We might see, we might see her at Survivor Series. Who knows? But, like, she's not, like, the key player on the show anymore. Which means when you do see her... And it wasn't it, a 30-minute segment of he, Exactly. Fun. She came in, said what she had to say, and left. And then Angle caught her right as she was leaving. She said one simple thing, like, if you don't think I'm serious, ask McFoley. And then, boom, she's gone. I thought it was very effective. I thought it was a good use of her. And, yeah, I, I appreciate her so much more when she's not dominating the entire show. A small detail I liked about it. Obviously, there's a lot of different subliminals uh, that, obviously, Angle was going to be the team captain for this. Um, you know, he made kind of a spoof by, you know, uh, posting a picture on Instagram of him um, getting ring gear ready. It was kind of obvious, but it was like one of those things. Like, okay, he just put himself in, you know, the handicap match to team with the Shield, and then, so what is he just going to make himself? I thought this was a great storyline, storyline way to make him the team captain, and it's not like, okay, I'm I'm going to lead Raw because this happened. It's, Stephanie's like, no, 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 now your ass is going in there, bring your medal and and do what you got to do. Yeah, against his will. Yeah. Now he has to go in. Which there. is what which was I think the best part of this. Yeah, story. and he's fighting for his job, like so he has a reason. So, which I think is good. Prep. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good to see Steph again. I mean, we always used to complain about her like smacking every guy on the mm-hmm. roster, but if you see her once in a while, it's not that big of a deal. And I mean, out of the, I mean, out of all the comebacks, that was. Probably my least favorite. Well, fair enough. I can't really argue with that one. Um, Four. At least what was it? Yeah, we had Daniel Bryan show up to kind of make peace with Angle. Angle did not want any of it. Um, I love Kurt freaking out. <laughs> the walkie-talkie was the greatest part. They're here. Like, he freaked out. And it kind of goes it's back, happening. <laughs> yeah, it kind of goes back to what I said last week about him almost mirroring Rick from The Walking Dead. Like, just beaten into submission, almost like he's got PTSD from it. And he was, like, on edge the whole night. He was snapping at everybody. It kind of was reminiscent of the last couple weeks of the whole Jason Jordan angle, when he was just distracted all the time. I liked that he really was affected by this whole thing. Um, But Daniel Bryan gets locked in the office in the dark. (laughs) Gets chokeslammed by Kane, and then taken off on a stretcher. Um, what, what do you guys think of this? 
I have I didn't know how to feel because <laughs> I was like, that's it. <laughs> That, that's it, Angle leaves the office, and there's suspicion that Angle's the reason behind this. He's the one who sent Kane in there to take out Brian, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, I clearly don't think that was Kurt Angle's doing. No. They have no reason for that. Is there any way it was Shane? Possibly. Like, maybe Shane is like... Maybe Shane remembered that Kane's actually part of the SmackDown role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a spy now for SmackDown. Because him and Daniel Bryan are clearly not on the same page. Like, maybe this was his way of... Now, I'm not predicting that this is what it is, because that would have required some thought on their part. But this could be... <laughs> this could be his way of getting Daniel Bryan on the same page with him. Like, look what they did to you when you were there. Um... Or it could be Stephanie trying to take a dig at Shane. Who knows? But, yeah, I was kind of like, eh. Like, I, I didn't really get it. Either of you guys were either of you prep or act like fans of this Daniel Bryan thing? So, I was hyped that he was there. Um, I, I thought that was great. Angle, obviously, was gold. I, I like the idea, like, you know, that it was something they kept going back to. He was there. Then he's on the phone. I like that it wasn't clear. Obviously, you got to assume he's talking to his wife. But, as like, the second time they showed him on his phone, I was like, okay, is he talking to Shane now? The lights go off. Um, I, I actually overall enjoyed it. It's just one of those things. It's another one of the things that we're seeing right now just to make Kane look stronger. Honestly, I enjoyed that segment. Did you? Prep? Obviously, I thought there was more they could do with it. But I'm happy they did that rather than not put Daniel Bryan in there at all. Yeah, I could see that. It was cool. I didn't really think nothing of it. I think it was just a way to get Daniel Bryan off TV. And that was really it. I was just <laughs> That's, like, all right. That, too, because I would have preferred, like... Because he had to go trick-or-treating with Bree and Birdie the next <laughs> night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I, I kind of would have preferred that they just left it alone. Like, if Bryan came to see Kurt, he's like, what are you doing here? And just left it alone from there. And because I would have left a, a cliffhanger, but... Like we said, like like X said, like this is basically something that kind of like keep Brian possibly off TV until Survivor Series. Yeah, which makes sense to a degree. I just, I don't know. I'm kind of over Kane. Who <laughs> he just came out. back. <laughs> exactly. He comes out, he takes out Finn Balor, tombstones him on the stage, then goes down and beats Seth Rollins, and then with the help of Sheamus and Cesaro, they take out... Dean and Seth and it's like what why (laughs) they tell us in one breath like oh titles don't matter we don't need um, you know you don't need to be a true face or a true heel Uh, wins and losses don't matter only characters do and so Road Dog imitates what we say and now you're imitating what he says okay okay yeah so it all of a sudden now with Kane who's what 50 years old who hasn't been relevant in probably close to a decade, all of a sudden now you want to have him beat Finn Balor and Seth Rollins just to get him prepared to lose to Braun Strowman? Like, nobody's going to take Kane seriously because of these two matches. So, like, why bother? I don't even get why Braun is facing Kane. I don't know anyone who's thinking, oh, I'll really buy into Braun Strowman if he could beat Kane. (laughs) Like, sure, he's had these wars with Roman Reigns, and he's been must-see TV every week. But you know what? I just don't know if he could beat Kane, guys. So, uh, oh, now they're going to put him in there with Kane? 
Hopefully he beats Kane. Then I'll then I'll believe it. It's like you don't need. There's no reason for it. What if Kane beats him? <laughs> then I'd be really pissed. I don't know if that's the direction that they're going now after Monday night, though. But that's just me. So if then if that's not the direction they're going, this makes even less sense to me. Kane's gonna beat Brock for the title. <laughs> uh, I'll be all about that. <laughs> Count me in. Put the mask back in a cage. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be cool with that. But the Miz shows up in a limo with (laughs) the Miz furious about Kurt being named team captain of Raw. Hashtag Bo back. (laughs) Yes. Bo knows. (laughs) Um, How good was his promo on Corbin that he released on Twitter over the weekend? Fan fantastic. Did you two watch it? I haven't seen it. I heard about it. it. I seen it. The number one Miz guy. <laughs> did you I didn't like see it? it. I'm not a big Twitter guy. Yeah, you guys I mean, know. for like a selfie video while you're driving in a car, sure. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I thought it was good. I, I love that he called out Corbin as like, you just had your best promo. Too bad it's not like me in the ring in front of thousands of people. <laughs> my, my favorite part is you'll be gone in two years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was great. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, he absolutely roasted him. Um, I, you guys may or may not know this. I'm not the biggest Miz fan, but when he puts. The best thing that he can always bring about himself is his. he has had a decade tenure around there now. So when he can put someone down for that or, or say that you're going to be gone, yeah. I always get a pop for that. Yeah, whatever anyone can say about him, like you can't take away that he's been there for 10 years. He's been there for a long time now. He's like a veteran. I always he's think worked that, his way up. And that's something you don't hear someone like. I feel like you hear Cena say that once in a while, like. When someone's up and coming, he'll say, "Oh, you're just like everyone else." And when I think, I feel like he said that at least to one person that you'll be gone. But the fact that you know, Miz put a jab at Corbin, like you'll be gone in two years. I, yeah, you're I, just to some, me, That was the biggest thing I took. Just like a from. generic big guy who's going to be gone in two years, exactly. like all the rest of them. I thought it was great. Um, Kurt forces him into a match defending his title against Matt Hardy. Wouldn't tell him who it was though. The most flat because Prep oh, texted me there. It's like it's gonna be somebody flat. And no, and nobody knows where Matt Hardy's been for the last two yeah. three weeks. He was in the, he was you know where he was last week. We, we finally found him last week on, on, in the siege. But I was like, it's gonna be the most flat thing in the world. Because I know I think Prep was hoping for Joe. And I was like, nah, not gonna be that. But I was like, it's gonna be somebody flat. Like it's gonna Matt be Hardy. someone that the title won't change. though. if it was Joe, it should be hope. Yeah, title change. So this brings me to this week's edition of Ronnie versus the World. I mentioned we should definitely add music to this. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned two weeks ago how WWE is like lashing out at the Bullet Club for being like the cool thing in wrestling, but like it's their fault because they stopped being cool and opened the door for somebody else to do the stuff they used to do. And now it's. I'm watching Matt Hardy walk down to the ring. I'm thinking, like, not only are you guys not cool anymore, you're like parents who wouldn't let their kids listen to certain kind of music. Like, you're actively like trying to take away what's cool about wrestling. Like, what was one of the biggest things in wrestling in 2016? Broken Matt Hardy. I get there's, like, legal issues... But do but, you do you really consider that legal issues now, especially what's going on with Impact? Because GFW, they're no longer affiliated with each other, so Jerry has no say. And like you said, w, like Impacts are going to be WWE in court. And the I don't know, I didn't, I haven't mean to talk on this, but we haven't seen Matt Hardy in mm-hmm. weeks. 
But with the whole Jeff being hurt, I thought that might be a blessing in disguise for him so he could actually go out and do that kind of stuff. Yeah, like they should be doing this. I'm watching Matt Hardy walk down. I'm thinking, you killed that. That was one of the coolest things in wrestling. That's done now. Um, you bring Kane back. Has anybody wanted to see that? Whoa, you're, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you're now making it that people outside of WWE can't too sweet and say suck it. Two words. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Then you put on a pumpkin match <laughs> later on in the night. Like, you don't tell stories anymore. You don't build characters anymore. Vince, you don't make movies anymore, like you used to say. You just put on, like, a hacky variety show. Hey, they made Santa's little helper. Yeah, you, you just put on a hacky variety show that's not fun to watch, that's not interesting. And there are points on Raw. I told this story last week about my coworker who had the AJ Styles figure in the back of his car. And he mentioned to me, like, oh, I, I'm thinking about watching Raw. Like, every, I feel like a lot of people who used to watch wrestling... Every once in a while, they get that, like, itch to, like, check it out again. And I'm at a point with Raw where, like, I can't recommend for somebody to watch it. Or if somebody tells me I'm thinking about watching it, my initial response is, like, don't. Yeah, because even when people be like, oh, I haven't watched Raw in a few weeks, I'm like, good for you. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're not missing nothing. Yeah, like, I was so irritated. The whole show is recaps and nonsense. And, like, it's put me at a point where, obviously, I'm going to keep watching the show because I want to keep doing this podcast. I am halfway leaning towards making the trip to New Orleans and doing everything but buying a ticket for WrestleMania. <laughs> because I don't want to give them my money. Because I don't think they deserve it. Now, I reserve the I'm not saying I'm definitely not going to do that. Because they could win me back over. But if I had, if I had to choose right now, if I'm going into uh, the Superdome, or what was it, the Silverdome, Silver as Hulk Dome, Hogan yeah. called it. <laughs> Um, Get it right. Yeah, if you, if you guys were buying the tickets right now and said it has to be now or never, it would be never for me. I would not buy the ticket because I just don't think they've earned my money. Any thoughts from anyone else around the table? Agreed. But like you said... I, I, got, I got love for that, and we'll see how much people agree because there's going to be WWE-themed stuff that... I'll, I'll be wanting to pick something in the independent, independent circuit for over well, WWE. Well, yeah. well, me, Ron, and Prep, we 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 went last year, so we know the ins and outs and what not to do and what to do for the next time we do go. And most of it is you're a pro now. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it only takes one time. That's it. Yep. It only That's takes true. one time. That's what I always tell but the, here's the thing: I always tell the ladies, it takes one time. You'll be used to it. Here's yeah. the thing: as much as we we can say, oh, we're not going to do NXT. I, I didn't They're say gonna, that. No, but listen, I, I didn't say that, that was the main complaint me and Ron had. Like, oh, maybe we should have went to Ring of Honor. Yeah. But as much as we want to say next year, like, oh, we're not going to go to NXT, we don't know what the card's going to be. Yeah. Right. You know, so what if we get, like, Ricochet versus Adam Cole for the title? Like, I'm yeah. going to that. Well, yeah. But what, what, if that, what if that Mania is Ricochet versus Enzo? Even better. I'm going to Mania. <laughs> Yeah, because like, like Ron says, like, like Ron says, WrestleMania sells itself. We all, we always say that it doesn't matter. Like it, let's say gender is still the champion, WrestleMania is still going to be WrestleMania. Yeah, People are still going to go. I'm gonna be there. People are still going to go. You so could put me and Enzo in the main event. <laughs> exactly. And, and the, the Superdome would be sold out. Well, that, well, well that, no, I'm buying front row seats. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because that, because that, the, the bill, the heat between you two is <laughs> the fantastic. Don't wear up our cuts. <laughs> 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 the Delco driver, but um, 
But is that my fit? Delco driver? Yeah. But um, it's not a perfectly executed sharpshooter anymore. <laughs> but like I said, like WrestleMania sells itself, and and no matter no matter what, if you bought a ticket, they win. And we always say, if you don't, if you don't want to, if you don't, if you don't, if you bash the product and all that other stuff, you don't like it, don't watch. Do they? Do they lose you? Yeah, but they have other people that still buy that stuff. We always say to people all the time that that bash these guys. Oh, we hate Jinder Mahal. We hate this. But you'll still buy their merch. You'll still watch. That's how things happen. Because I know this was the thing. Stephanie said on, on an interview or whatever. I wanted to say this last week, too. Stephanie said on an interview that the fans do dictate what we do. And whether you might you laugh at it, it is true. Because as much as people on the show hate Jinder Mahal, there are people who actually like him, and we do. We, yeah. And we have gone to show. The weapon, Don Blackman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Donnie Donnie Dell was a big advocate of Jinder Mahal, but it's if the reaction is 50-50, that's what they want. That's not bad for them because better than eighty twenty. No. Yeah. <laughs> that was my homework too, by the way. <laughs> but it, but even with guys that you think everybody loves, like if Kevin Owens is champion, it's not going to be. 80 20. It's not going to be 100%. It's not going to be 90 10. It may be 60 40. It might be 50 50. But unless it's like 10 90, not, there's not going to be any change. So, and just because you have millions of fans, if a, if a, a hundred fans complain, what's that to you? Yeah. Not, you can't complain and expect, you can't change just because a, a few hundred people are complaining. Because in that, in that case, you would change their show every week. Yeah. So the, the last kind of thing I want to add to this is when she says the fans dictate what we do, like, let's not get it mistaken. She's not talking about whether they cheer or boo somebody. She's talking about if what we're doing, if people are buying tickets and buying merchandise, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, and that's That's how business works. Yes, so, and I I definitely want to make clear, because I've been very adamant about ripping smarks who just complain about everything. I'm definitely not complaining about who the champions are or who's necessarily winning certain matches my complaint is just you're not entertaining me you're you're putting on a crappy show every monday night where laugh has said this before like what am i doing what am i doing <laughs> yeah he said that before like watch wrong like what are we doing like we're such losers for watching this yeah and i applaud him for not watching those for those few weeks mm-hmm. and another thing is the guys that we find entertaining aren't even the focal points of the show. Yeah. Like, we get to SmackDown. We have, like, the New Day counts, but that, that was fantastic. But Root 7 and in English, loved it. Mm-hmm. Brazongo, loved it. Samoa Joe, not focal point of the show, loved it. Alicia Fox, loved it. <laughs> not even the focal, real focal points of the show or the big stars you put out there. We're enjoying that more than the ones that you're trying to tell us to love. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of my thing. I'm not going to boycott watching Raw still going to watch it because I need to watch it to do this show. Um, don't blame it on the show. But, <laughs> yeah, I just think that they don't, at this moment, they don't deserve any more of my money. They haven't earned it from me. So they're not going to get it. And I'm not going to complain and keep going along the same way I am. So I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and they're not going to get a dollar from me until they give me a reason to give them a dollar. Um, or in the case of January. Well, in the case of Enzo Amore, they will get zero dimes from me. No, he didn't. <laughs> but back to The Miz. He spent the entire night terrified that Braun Strowman was going to show up, 
which I like that that was intertwined throughout the show. That <laughs> so was good. one of the things I did like. Uh, Angle wouldn't let them leave. Um, all of his allies left him on his own. And then Braun... Was Braun... Sh- are we supposed to believe? <laughs> <laughs> are we supposed to think? <laughs> do, they, do they want us to take from that segment... That Braun Strowman was just finally getting out of that garbage truck that he was put in two weeks ago? I, listen, as we know, sometimes I have, have a few cocktails in between shows. Wasn't the, tra- dump, the trash truck a complete different color? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was not the same truck. But it was. Well, that's what they want you to think. It, Pratt, are we supposed to believe that that was the same garbage truck and that Braun was just escaping? No, it was just there for dramatic effect. No, no. They were making a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What's the Rotten Tomatoes on that one? But, oh, my. Yeah, zero. <laughs> it's green. I don't even think an 11-year-old Ayla would even drink that juice. No. Good to believe that. That, that, uh. I will give Braun credit. He, I don't think the, the six-year-old would <laughs> believe that. The visual of Braun running across the top of that limo was gold. <laughs> I was so when he made the jump, I was like, "Man, that boy, man, he, I'd bust my ass." Yeah, he proceeded to absolutely annihilate the Miztourage. Um. So, like, what for Braun now? The monster came. The demon came. So that is what it is. Well, he is on Survivor, the Survivor Series team. Craig will do tweet that out. Oh, that's right. He's he's the first, the first pick, for. For Survivor Series, Team Raw. <laughs> uh, Prep, I know you're happy for this. We got the return of Samoa Joe. Yes, we did. How great did he look just walking down to the ring? The look on his face, the swagger, like, per- couldn't have been more perfect. Samoa Joe is something that I'm going to look forward to f- every week from now on. And I pray to God that he's on every week. And the promo that he cut on dot com, I don't know if you guys saw it. I didn't. But no, if this is if this is gonna be his character, this is gonna be incredible. He <laughs> complained, right? Because you know how for like Finn Balor and Seth Rollins they made like videos of mm-hmm. like the comeback. Yeah. But they never mentioned Samoa Joe while he was injured. Yeah, he just showed up. <sighs> this has so many possibilities. Give this guy the title. Right now. Yeah, give, give him the all, damn give title. Give him all the titles. Give him all the titles. Was He's TNA? the tag team champion. <laughs> was his TNA again? He was all the champions in TNA. Yeah. Eck, your thoughts? I wouldn't know that. But, um, speaking of TNA, I was just thinking of this. Let's fantasy book for a second. Just one year from now. Is there anyone going to be better that is a TNA product that came to WWE than Samoa Joe? That, that career-wise, their WWE career. AJ. AJ's the AJ. only one. It's those two. Then nobody else. I, was, I wasn't thinking too well. <laughs> is, it, is it too late for Samoa Joe to catch up, though? Ah, I got go. you, Eck. My man. Well, because I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm more excited for Samoa Joe's run now just because of, like, his demeanor and, like, his... Yeah. So good on Monday. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. Yeah, Joe's always a selling point. He's one of my few selling points on Raw. For for me on Raw, it's usually because I love Finn Balor. I love the Shield, but they don't. I'm not. They're not like my, my main attractions. It's Joe, Miz, and the women's division basically. 
I'm more excited for Joe's status when Brock's gone or when the title's actually on television because he could actually be a focal point and actually probably be in the title scene and be more important. Because even his NXT run, the promos were great, but his matches were a lot a lot to be desired because he faced Finn Balor and Nakamura almost every takeover when he was in NXT. Yeah. I don't hate the idea of him getting switched over brands, though. Like, I feel like he would get more of a spotlight on a SmackDown. I do, too. Once this whole I, project I just, well, is I'm, over. I'm going to lose my steam again. Who had a better, who had a better main <laughs> roster debut this year than Samoa Joe? Who's debuted? Who's debuted, yeah. I, I don't know. I just hope it's only Samoa Joe. I hope he had the best one, at least. Samoa Joe was cool. His jeans were whack, but whatever. <laughs> I guess it's, I, I would go Joe. I can't think of anyone off I, the top I, of my head that was I, better. I just need a recover Wait, from that first one. Who had a better main <laughs> roster debut? The Hardys. <laughs> debut? That's not a, a debut. Return. That's a return prep. Come on, guys. <laughs> he, I'm, the biggest Hardys mark doesn't even give you that. Yeah. Um, I cried. I did, too. <laughs> yeah, I was happy to see Joe back. It was great to see him. I cried when Joe came back. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm emotional. <laughs> I'm excited for whatever may be ahead for him. Uh and my God, a rough week for Titus worldwide. <laughs> rough couple what? weeks. Got annihilated. The first ones to get annihilated by Team SmackDown last week. How dare the New Day attack them? I know. So out of character. <laughs> Silliness. Your and favorite. Not in a good, not in a good way. <laughs> um, and then they got roughed up by, both got choked out by Samoa Joe this week. Which so was hopefully, awesome. Yeah, hopefully they bounce back next week. Although I'm not holding out a lot of hope for Titus Worldwide next week either. No. Uh, the women. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We'll start right off with yes. Alexa trying to sell Kurt oh, on so releasing, good. just releasing so Nikki good. Like, just get rid of her, Kurt. What a low blow. So yeah. good. We, we we can get somebody from her May Young class and we'll just dig up May herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, hey, so herself. good. That was cool. So good. That was awesome. Uh, he put her in a match defending her title against Mickey James. Alexa retained, kind of about what you expect from them. Listen, wait, before you just breeze through this match, okay? This match was good. It this was match good. was very good. This match was better than their last match. Well, it didn't have that weird... Look at the ramp. They were, the they were a little sloppy towards the end. And the finish, I, don't, I like the finish. I, I could see why people would think that the finish was flat. But I thought this was a really good match. It was. Like I said, mm-hmm. that, that's like what I expect from these two. Alexa mind, gets better and better. I didn't mind the match. I don't. Maybe it's because it was. Uh, I didn't see the. I didn't buy into the fact that the title would change. I still think the uh, pay per view match was better. That was the one. Like I really thought that that title could change. Yeah, because it was the it was the main event. Almost every time the, the title is the main event, it's for the women's title. It always changes hands yeah. basically. But then was it the real main event? It wasn't. No. She was in the ring for like ten it, minutes yeah. celebrating. It was the last match. Exactly. Yeah. I thought. I, I thought, hate that. I thought maybe Oscar would have came out, but then they shot to the Miz and the Miz Raj was Strowman thing because that that was basically the thing that ended the show. I saw some people on Twitter saying they wanted to see like a Braun Alexis stare down. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that. Yeah, I would have. And that. you know, someone said something along, along the lines of like, "Well, why would that happen?" Like, why would they do that? And the person was like, well, it's a joke, obviously, but, like, how funny would it be <laughs> if, like, Braun destroys everything in his sight, but, like, his one fear is, like, he's afraid of women. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that would be funny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> my, my thing is, what kind of facial expression will Alexa give Braun? Uh, she would just do the, the like, 
the dismissive thing that she does to the crowd when she walks in. I think that's what she would have just done that and walked, turned her back and walked away. This is one of the moments where uh, our listeners need a visual of you throwing the hand. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. I like that. When we go back to video, remind me to do it. And um, no, no biscuit butt this week. No biscuit butt. So maybe it, maybe it's died out. It's died. No, it's out. still there. No more body. Shaming. Oh, it's still there. <laughs> no more body shaming of Alexa. Plus, oh God, so good. Uh, we also had a scheduled match between <laughs> Bailey and Raw t- Women's Team Captain Alicia Fox. So yes. good. Who comes out with the captain's hat, gets on the microphone, and saying, "This wait, is your wait, 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 the the captain top." Yeah. Her, oh, yeah. Her top was <laughs> yeah, right. set up as like a captain's uniform. So good. Did it say captain or cap? Did it say cap on it? I think it, it said cap on it. I don't know. It. I don't remember. I just know I thought it was hysterical that she's how seriously she's taking her duties. And and then she did she did the um, the whole speakerphone thing. Yeah. So good. Yeah, this is your captain. <laughs> I loved that. I loved that she said I don't have time for a match. <laughs> Because of how, you know, the, the work that goes into being the captain of Team Raw. So maybe for the first time, this has been two years, they've been fighting over who's team captain. And I thought it was so stupid. At least now they're, they're like, paying off that being the team captain is, is something serious. And the, the, the best part's going to be when she's the first one eliminated. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's been the best part. Um, she brings out Naya to take her place. Nia beats Bailey. Nia is her first pick for her. Team. I love that she stood up on top of the stage and watched the whole match. Mm-hmm. And the captain, like a real captain, yeah, watch, observe the whole thing, yep. scouting out, you know, who's going to be my first pick, and she makes it Nia. It was good to see Nia back. Yeah, she looked, she looked good. Yeah, she looked, she looked real refreshed, and you could tell in her match and her, her movement. I was like, oh, she looks. That rest did do some good for her. Yeah, I was happy to see her back. I thought that she looked great and. I like that she's the number one pick. She's the most dominant woman on Raw, so why not make her the first pick? That's what a good captain would do. <laughs> and Alicia Fox clearly is a good captain. Yeah. Eck, how do you feel about Team Captain Alicia Fox? It's entertaining. It's, I'm, I'm not overjoyed by it. Like it's, it's not. It wasn't the highlight of Raw. It's not like my take home from Raw. It is what it is. But you got to chuckle out of it. I got, I got to chuckle the most. What I thought was the best was the, uh, this is your captain's team. That was the best. Yeah, I thought it was great. The other little details went over my head. Yeah, uh, we had Elias singing the ballad of Jason Jordan. (laughs) And then promptly getting taken out and having his guitar destroyed. And once again, we have Michael Cole defending Elias. Still makes no sense to me. 100% 100% Elias Sampson and Jason Jordan are officially fast-forward category for me. Yeah? A Eli- lot. And especially when they're together. <laughs> Elias is must-see television. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not, not must-see. He's I, incredible. Like, like, just watching him play his guitar in the dark, like, I can't wait for his figure to come out. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't. Yeah, I need fast. one mock, one to open. <laughs> I don't fast-forward uh, Elias. I think I at least enjoy... The heat that he's getting. Yeah. Every time. That's what he's there for. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's good at it. Yeah. He is. He's good at it. Uh, I thought Drew Gulak killed it, killed it again on the microphone. Maybe better every week. I think so. I'm going to spell We're it out for this you. Oh. I, somebody's been needing to do this for how long? T. 
soft. soft. <laughs> it was so oh, good. Man. And the way how Matt Enzel was at yes. him for saying that. He absolutely killed it. You know Kurt popped in the back. Oh. Finally, someone got it right. That's yeah. how you spell soft. I thought, it, I thought it was awesome. I think he's hysterical. I think there's... I don't want to say there's so much they can do with him because it's not like he's this dynamic performer or anything, but I think he's very funny. I think he's really captured a really good character, and I think it's really entertaining. You agree, Prep? Oh, yeah. He's making Abington proud. He is not from <laughs> Philadelphia. That's the only thing I hate. They keep billing him from Philly. He's not from Philly. So if I was, like, world famous and they billed me from Philadelphia, I'd be upset. It? Yeah. I'd be like, yo, he's from, like, Delaware County. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Holmes. Holmes, from, PA. From Holmes, PA. That doesn't sound as cool no. as Philly, but... No, it doesn't. That's exactly why they do it, Mo. I don't care. Just explain it. It's life. He's from the Philadelphia metropolitan it. area. It's like... At, from... Kennard Square. No, it sounds cooler if you say from the mean streets of Westchester. <laughs> yeah, I love Drew Gulak. I think it's great. He's the one thing that kept me from fast-forwarding for as long as I did. And then once he was done, I was I was done with it. But I thought it was great. So, Alo, you loved it. Yeah, even when, even when he lost, and it was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> as Matt Angel guy, it was great. Yeah, I think Drew Gulak is great. And Who makes more... Who makes more out of their time than Drew Gulak in the cruiserweight division? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody at all. Good on him. Yeah. And he's the guy. I said this last week. I'll say it again. He was like the one guy out of that that I was like, eh, he's not going to make it. He's like too bland, too boring. He was wearing that stupid jacket and the boots. The boots were awful, but like he's been awesome. It makes me happy, too, because I met him at a Buffalo Wild Wings, and he's like a genuinely nice dude. Good. I'm glad to hear it. So I'm it's glad good to that, see him actually. I'm glad some a good TV guy time. is uh, having some success. Hopefully, yeah. it pays off for him. Not like Enzo. No. That cocky prick. <laughs> Agreed. Um, does anybody have anything else they want to talk about from Raw? Because I know I don't. Go ahead. Emma. Gone. Yes. Zach. I'm glad you brought it up. I knew forgotten. you did it, Zach. <laughs> we got to talk about all that. Yeah, who wants to take this then? It's a sad day. So let's talk about a uh, good friend of the show. Which good friend of the show? Leo Rush. Oh, oh yeah. Out of context. Listen, everybody makes mistakes. I get it. It was very distasteful. And too soon. But nobody explained it better than William Regal. William Regal said, look, everybody does this at some point in their career, and heat is what you make it. Obviously, this guy is going to have a lot of heat, but it's going to blow by eventually. Yeah, he's, okay, he's 22 years old. Gonna say something. He's 22 years old. Like he and he's like he's saying some like company stuff, mm-hmm. like the whole "you're not ready for Oscar" thing. Like he's towing the company line by saying that. It just was not the right time to say it, and he came out and said he was wrong. Like, what else do you really want? Yeah. And Regal said, like anyone else that's ever had heat, like have I ever joined in? on that heat against you, like, basically saying no, so I'm not going to do it to this kid. Yeah. He did say, the one thing I didn't like about his mm-hmm. apology was him. He kind of made it about himself when I would I wanted him to more just, like, kind of... Just, like, just show contrition. Yeah, that's it. Just be like, yo, my bad. Like, I was wrong about this. Not like, oh, I'm trying to make a life for my family. Like, stuff like that. Like, 
Yeah, to me, the fact that the apology wasn't a perfect apology tells me that it came from him and not someone telling him you have to. Yeah. Or somebody wrote something for him. I think it was him, like... It, it was obviously not wrote for him. I wouldn't say that he wasn't told to do it. Yeah, I don't believe he was told. I think he felt the heat and was like, I, he think to himself, thinking, all right, I have to say I'm sorry. Yeah, and then the internet, they just take everything, they blow everything out of proportion. There's, like, fire Leo Rush petitions out there and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's stupid. It's like, it's like, come on. I mean, that's still, I My honest opinion, I think, I feel like he should have... I don't think he needed a podge. I think if anything, delete the thing and just let it go. You know, honestly, you know, Derek and Russ addressed this on the latest FCA episode, and they made a good point. I mean, it's one of those things. But again, I, I look at it. If I were to rewind four to five years ago, if I would say some stuff like that, how how would I handle it at that age? You know, it, the best thing to do, in my opinion, would have been to you know, if he could have obtained their number, sent her a text message, hey, look, I just put out this stupid tweet. I meant nothing by it. I, you know, I was, it was all good humor. Um, you know, he's getting chewed up, whether it be the original tweet or the apology in his grammar. Yeah. It's just one of those things. I, I feel like, if anything, he should have deleted the comment, reached out to her, but... Yeah, but, but, we don't, but we don't know if he did or n- did not. He's not going to tweet, oh, I, I talked to Emma. Or... True, true, but I'm saying instead of that. Yeah, you're saying don't do anything publicly, just get rid of it, mm-hmm. and then just say but something he, to her. In my opinion, he did himself no favors with that. Thank you. If anything, he got... He had chewed up on his grammar from the the joke. You're saying like, up. and then putting the apology out got him even a little more heat. From no matter me. what, no matter no matter what, when it comes to the internet, everybody's gonna bash you because you already put it out there. No matter what, you're not gonna win. Apology or not, some exactly, people exactly that's you, what I'm saying. You can't you can't win. But he did. What we got to do. He apologized. Whether about the grammar, some people be like, oh, that grammar is not right. And if he it's, and if it he said matter. that wanting heat, if you want the heat, damn, you should have definitely left it. <laughs> yeah. Are we all in agreement? Forgive Leo Rush. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's like okay, he tweeted it out. He's a 22 year old kid. He's ever been in in a business, well, in a company like this, so he doesn't know the, the ins and outs. But t- he did make a joke out of it too soon. Yeah, and Emma was beloved, especially by the Aussies with yeah. Payne Royce, because Payne Royce was the first one to call him out and stuff. But it's like he apologized, let it go. And, and as wrong as it, it may sound, whether he meant it as a joke and really meant it non maliciously, if he was seeking for heat. All hats off to him. He he got he. I'm, I'll tell you what, and you can tell by fans tweeting. There's a whole lot of people that don't know who who Leo Rush is. Right that now, know who he is. So. <laughs> so he got himself over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, this whole segment we're talking about the wrong thing. My girlfriend just got fired. So that was going to be my next question. Does anyone else agree that this is kind of for the best for her? Yeah. Yeah, but it makes no sense now with that Oscar match. Both of them. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, why does she have a prominent match and she's going a week later? And especially, and unless anyone wants to argue it, I don't want to go back and forth on it, but this obviously wasn't like a a mutual agreement less part ways. I don't think she wanted to. I'm not, I thought that first, but then they released Summer Rae and Darren Young too. So I was like, okay, I don't think this was a mutual thing. Yeah. Because a lot of times, a lot of these guys, they say they, they kind of mutually agree to part ways in WWE. They put that in their wording. We... We grant them their release, yeah. but that that wasn't the case with this. But I'm glad I'm kind of glad for her because she didn't get what she deserved at all. Because and a lot of times she did get hurt, so I'm interested to see like 
I would love for her to come embrace the madness. <laughs> I will email her soon, but she's gonna make a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, she is, cause she's like really, she has a real big following. She's like really beloved, and she's hot. <laughs> yeah, and like, like, like she doesn't have to wrestle. Yeah, a day she doesn't have to wrestle life. again. No. She doesn't even have to wrestle again. But she loves wrestling. This was her dream. But like Prep said, she doesn't have to wrestle again because the modeling. And all the other stuff out there is out there for her because she's a beautiful woman and she's already doing all doing all that stuff. That's a, that was a bigger part of her social media following, and that's where that whole Emilita thing came from when she started doing all that modeling stuff. Yeah, in, in a dream world, and obviously it's not going to happen because if it was mutual, I wish she could have just parted ways with the uh, thirty to ninety day whatever the clause is not compete. Wish we could see her on November eighteenth at the ECW arena, but would have been nice. Yeah, would have been really nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. I uh, would have been there on one day. Yeah, it would have been. If <laughs> you only knew. <laughs> yeah, I do think that nobody had a bigger problem with how competitive the matches with Oscar were on at TLC and on Raw. Then yeah. So yeah. So to me, that's what I was like. Why? Why let her go? Or why have her put up such a fight against Oscar if she was not even part of your future? So, Makes no sense. But I do think I, I for her. She's better off because she's getting... I really believe, like, that's a toxic environment to work in. Yeah, I could only imagine. Like, I don't think many people are really happy being there. You, you know what? Small detail. I, I complained about this last week because I thought, cool, she had a really competitive mm-hmm. match on the pay-per-view. You know, you see her loser on TLC, and it's like, all right, she just lost to someone that's undefeated, and then she goes, and you have the same match on Raw. I almost, it, it, what would really affect us, or what does it really matter? But I almost wish she got let go the next day. And then it's like, at least she went out and had an awesome match. And then it's, she had two good matches, she lost two good matches, and she's gone. Uh, but at, at least she didn't get squashed twice and then got Right. Over. True. I just think she'll be better off. Yeah, but, but piggybacking off what you said about the toxic environment, it really has to be, especially because WWE, like, like the guys you hear who say they're completely happy in WWE, you can believe it because you see them everywhere. Like Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, yeah. um, AJ Styles. Because like, like, WWE, they put, you in the, they put you in the forefront. So you could tell like they're getting everything, but it's those people, people behind, behind in the, on the lower totem pole. But Emma's a woman, so she gets more exposure than most of the other guys. But I, like, I know they released Darren Young. But Darren Young was like, not to say, like he was like, he, he's... He's he's gay, so he, mm-hmm. he's put so like they put him out there for to, to show like what the, his whole block the hate thing. So like he's like an inspirational character, and that that's actually a positive message to to relay to fans. But like for the guys that aren't doing anything back there, it's like it's like what can you do? Because like you have to be on your p's and q's at all times. Like you don't want to say nothing wrong because you don't, you know anytime you they, that could be it for you. Right. No, I, I completely agree with that. I think, for the most part, anyone that has made enough of a name for themselves there is probably better served just, like, getting out and then going and doing your own thing. Yeah. You get the freedom to do what you want creatively. You get the freedom to make your own schedule, basically. Like, it's it's got to be rough if nobody knows who you are and you have a hard time getting booked on shows, but somebody like her is going to get booked anywhere she wants, anytime she wants. Yeah, and they know the work rate because of her stuff at NXT. When that stuff went, that goes underrated now because before the four horsewomen emerged, Paige and Emma were the ones killing it in NXT, and then they see the fan response that she gets now and how 
or the complaints about how underutilized she actually is. Yeah, they were doing it in front of like a much smaller audience yeah. than the four horsewomen. And not just that, a booker in an indie, they know. Yeah, they, they know. They know. Yeah. They, they, just because she didn't have, you know, five star classics or or raw, and she wasn't, you know, her. Yeah, and on her, the her, her singles pay per view matches weren't bad, so it's not one of those things. It's not like people are gonna go, oh, I guess she could go. I mean, they know she can go. Yeah, on the indies. They don't need her putting on five star classics. But she will. But yeah. she will. There's no but WWE they, style. Yeah, they just need her to have to be on the marquee to get people to buy tickets. I, I don't think I heard it on FCA. They may have said it there, but you know, I, I may have read it somewhere on Twitter. I love the idea, I, and I don't know how ambitious she's going to be with you know jumping into the uh, independent wrestling scene. I read somewhere that she's going to have a five star classic Mania weekend. Just not, yeah, I did not, see that somewhere. Yeah, it's not going to be for WWE. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, is something we, you know, you led to earlier about you know skipping WWE events. I mean, where's where's she going to be? Boom, fine. Yeah, fine tickets, fine. We'll yeah, be. I think that's a it's a good call. Probably going to be there with roses with a, <laughs> with a lead pipe in the center. Yeah, with a T-shirt that has Zack Ryder's face on it with a circle <laughs> and a line for it. <laughs> um. So, do we want to talk about the show that actually mentioned the Universal Championship? <laughs> SmackDown. Uh, show opens with Shane coming out. And if I ever doubted that Brian Gerard James was our number one fan and listened <laughs> to the show, I will not doubt it anymore. Because he heard us last week saying Under Siege made no sense. And they had Shane out there trying to re-explain <laughs> Under Siege. Did a little bit better of a job. Still not great. Like... Okay, I get it. We're the B brand and the lesser brand, and we're going to show that we're not that. I still don't know why Baron Corbin would care about that. I don't know why Rusev would care about that. Like, none of that makes any sense to me. And they can't make it make sense. Um, but now we have Shane captaining Team SmackDown. Yeah, I don't. I still don't think it makes sense. Do either of you think it makes any more sense today than you did before watching SmackDown? Well, Under Siege? Yeah. Like, why they got everybody in on it. Oh, it, it's just they want you to drink the juice, and they, and they, you keep saying they keep hammering down brand supremacy. So it's like they want you to put all your things to the things aside and fight for your brand. But something I should have mentioned last week was a lot of these guys they switch shows, so you care now why? Yeah, it, it, it's just the logic of it. But they want you to forget all about that, which I understand. Yeah, did did you guys say that you think there is a chance maybe Shane set up Daniel Bryan? Uh, or not really. I, I I did. Aaron got that. Okay, so that's what I was thinking as soon as it happened. Is like I think Shane may have set this up. I don't know if we'll find that out, but there's definitely Shane with a little bit more of a heelish persona last week than he did this week. Well, I well I thought him mentioning Daniel Bryan getting attacked was kind of like a a, a crumb. The, kind of grasp but then maybe Shane actually did set him up yeah, like to get him out the picture. He didn't seem too upset about yeah. it. He just kind of mentioned it was like, "Oh, you know, you'll pay for that." Yeah. Wasn't really too convincing about it. Um I but, feel like whenever someone says you're going to pay for it, they normally set it up. <laughs> yeah, well we had Shane obviously making himself the team captain. That kind of leads us to the segment with Owens and Zane in the locker room <laughs> where Zane is furious that the land so of opportunities. Good. It's a land of opportunities, so but all the opportunities are going to Shane McMahon. <laughs> and I just think that one, I love that Owens is like not surprised. Like, no, this is Shane McMahon. This is what he does. 
I'm going to lead Team SmackDown to victory. He's going to owe me, and it's going to be the Sammy and Kevin show. You missed Sammy Zayn's best line. Well, go ahead, because I had another note. Oh, oh go, okay, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, he's like... Randy Orton, he beat him with a low blow. What kind of man does that? <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, and can I just say how much of a treat it is to get to see Sammy to see Sami Zayn on TV being a character? <laughs> it is. He's because been great. He's, I love Hale Hill he's Sammy. Awesome. And I love that it's like I use Sami Zayn as a comparison for like the smart being like, oh, Roman Reigns sucks because he's not Sami Zayn. And it's like, I love that Sami Zayn is great outside of his in-ring work. Like, he's great as a character. He's great when he gets to talk. He's been awesome as a heel. I think he's been a lot of fun to watch. Him dancing right in Shane's face last week <laughs> was great. And then this whole segment in the locker room was awesome. Eck, how do you feel about Sammy and Kevin, best friends again? I, I love it because I'm so excited to see where it's going to lead to. There's so much to do with it. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the great picture and where it can be and at the same time I'm so excited to see what happens in between um, to me it's the only thing I look forward to on SmackDown I mean there, there's a couple little quirky things they got going on Fashion Files is number one that, that, that's the most important thing on SmackDown uh-huh. I almost would put that above the whole Zane and Owens relationship um, but it's great I love it yeah I think it's been awesome I, I've been wanting the, the mo- everything they can give to Sammy give it to him yeah, I agree completely. Uh, Kevin Owens has his match with Shinsuke Nakamura to see who gets the next spot you know on what, Team SmackDown. You know what I was hoping for? What? I, I was thinking this last week, you know, when they announced this. This is just me thinking out of the box. Because, you know, Survivor Series, I think I was thinking about it after Aaron mentioned Survivor Series was supposed to be four hours, correct? Yes. So you have the four, Is that all? <laughs> you, have, you have the four champion versus champion matches. And then the two um, ten-man tags. Mm-hmm. So that's six matches for four hours. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, there's the rumor that they may do Strowman versus Kane. Maybe Enzo will do, you know, defend the Cruiserweight Championship. All right, so if that happens, you know, you're, you get to eight matches. Eight matches, well, they're not all going to be 30-minute matches. So I was thinking, okay, if they're going to put another singles match with SmackDown, and me just hoping, praying. Because you haven't really got the best out of Shinsuke yet or in, um, or in SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, if Sammy's not going to be on the team, let Owens be on the team, and let's get Zayn Nakamura, too. Yeah. I was thinking, I mean, th- th- that's really what could elevate this card, at least to me. But, of course, that's not what, what's happening. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of clear what's going to happen. Sam, Sammy and Kevin are going to cause Team SmackDown the match. You're kidding. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> but... I I, I wonder if Daniel Bryan's going to be a part of it. Remember, Kevin Owens ran down Daniel Bryan the week after Hell in a Cell about what what he's becoming. So I'm interested to see if Daniel Bryan will actually be a part of that whole Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn thing. I hope so, because I I do think there's, like, a story there. And, like, we, we alluded to either last week or the week before, like, maybe this is what leads to him leaving. Like, he's becoming everything that he was against, and he doesn't want to do it anymore. Uh, Nakamura beat Owen. Sammy tried to help. Sammy and Kevin both out. Like you said, this probably means they're going to cost Team SmackDown. Save Kurt Angle's job in the process. Um, I thought this was one of my favorite Nakamura matches on the main roster so far. The match was good. I like. I've 
not liked almost any of his matches on the main roster, but I thought this was really good. The match was really good. Um, Jinder cut another promo. Is that what it was? I get he called himself the Beastmaster <laughs> if he beats Brock Lesnar. I don't. I hope that doesn't stick. Um, AJ beats Samir Singh, and I actually liked the segment of them destroying AJ after the match. Really? It just made it was like one of the first times when I felt like. It made, mattered. He, that's exactly the words I was looking for. He, it felt like he mattered. Like, taking out somebody on the level of AJ Styles. Like, because Randy Orton couldn't have cared less about. Like, Nakamura, like I said, I love him, but he has not been interesting since he got to SmackDown. This felt like something important. Now it's going to have to hold off for a while, I'm sure. Yep. But, like, I see something here. Like, whether it's AJ winning the title from him, I... I thought it was good to stack the odds against AJ like that. I thought, yeah, Jinder looked like he mattered. He looked important. He was beating down the guy who, for my money, is the the best the best wrestler on SmackDown. So I don't know. I I personally enjoyed that aspect of it. The promo, not so much. Yeah, because the whole AJ, because AJ has a Survivor Series team qualifying match next week, and then you kind of have to assume that this will be held off to a Clash of Champions right. in December for SmackDown. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, we had Bobby Roode against Dolph Ziggler in a two out of three falls match for a spot on Team SmackDown. What did you guys think of this match? I actually got interested in it. I enjoyed it. Prep? I, I liked the I, match. I, and I didn't hate uh, either one's character. No? What I did <laughs> laugh about was something happened with Dolph, and the, <laughs> the announcer said... There's the answer. <laughs> yes! There it is. Yes, I remember that. Uh, I didn't hear that. I remember that. I wish I hadn't. Um, I was binging on candy at the moment. I, I, <laughs> candy corn? You're kidding. <laughs> I, I am kidding, yes. Thank you. I know there's only one man, I hope, anyway, only one man in this room eating candy corn. I like candy corn. Get out. Really? Half price candy corn. Uh-huh. Wow. Half price? That thing should be 99% off. They should be just, get, just handing them out. <laughs> Every store you go in, just somebody at the front door. Hey, would you take some of this? You will? <laughs> yeah, like Walmart has the greeter when you go in. They should have another person that's handing out candy corn on your way out. I laugh at that video every time on Facebook where it says how to eat candy corn <laughs> and the person just slides it into the trash can. <laughs> but I'm glad everybody notified me about National Candy Corn yeah. Day. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, I have to let them know. Even, even even Miss Two Fly got me too. Yeah, Alo, it's your day. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was a good match. Funny though, how all of a sudden a super kick can get a pinfall now. It doesn't get hasn't had a pinfall in ten years, and all of a sudden it gets one. But Bobby um, Roode's sell of the super kick, he yeah, died. <laughs> um, and what do you guys think of Bobby Roode? Clearly, still very much on the baby face side of things. Stop this face crap. Stop this face crap. <laughs> Zero complaints. Is so you you're cool with it, Eck. Zero complaints. I'm I'm just on the fence about it. Yeah, I mean, that's why I said like I'm not like loving it like oh now I, I got a flag in my hand, but it's, it doesn't rub me the wrong way. Yeah, I did think it was like a good some. match. Yeah. This match was far superior to their pay per view match, which is unfortunate for the pay per view that a lot of stuff we saw on pay per view was better off pay per view. Um it seems to be a trend. It does seem to be a trend. But yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting. There were actual stakes, like somebody was going to earn something by winning it. And this was like, they had built to a legitimate rivalry at this point that this settled it. Um, 
Corbin and Sin Cara. <laughs> Anyone with any thoughts on this? Reback back. Reback back. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> why? Because Sin Cara signed a new deal. Still, why? Reback did a deal with a psycho. Sin <laughs> Cara was shooting on him. I did, I'll give it credit for at least this. It was like way more intensity than anything else that the two of these guys had done. It was. The only complaint we should be going over with is what is up with Sin Cara's change in mask? I need the original shape. Before he wins the title, which is going to happen, <laughs> he needs to go back to the... The ho- what, what do you call it? The, the horns, horns? The fins? The ears? The noses? I, the ears, the no- multiple noses. More than one nose on that mask. I didn't like that I, he was talking English the during the promo. I, I need the phrase at the top. So yeah, I DM'd him on Instagram about this because he's doing house shows with the with the regular one. Really? And then he's posting stuff on Instagram with the regular mask. It's, it's That's so weird. Uh, would you have him speak in Spanish? Like I know you've you've you guys both have talked before about the mishandling of uh, Latino talent in WWE. Yeah. Is that something you do have him speak in Spanish? Yeah, he always spoke Spanish before. Like and they just kind of dropped the. Like, they would have the Hispanic lady talk to him, mm-hmm. and then they just give you, like, the little thing on the bottom, closed captioning. Do you you give him a little credit for, like, what seems like they may be trying with him, at least? I, I just hope they don't make him overly cheesy. That's it. Well, I think we probably can all agree they most likely are going to do that. Yeah, if they're anything like his Reeboks, it'll be real cheesy. <laughs> right, his Reeboks are better than what they do with Kaliso. Do you do either of you or any of the three of you think that there's like any promise here? Uh, he's gonna be U.S. champion, so yeah, he'll be U.S. champion. But like, does that matter? Is it going to matter that he was U.S. champion? I hope. Because like, does it matter that Baron Corbin is a U.S. champion? Uh, uh, no. is <laughs> a better in-ring performer. I mean, pe- people whether you love love or hate Corbin, like I, I don't dislike the guy, but he obviously mm-hmm. can't go in the ring or needs. Work so yeah. Sakara necessarily doesn't. What if this leads to right? Mm-hmm. Let me just grab your ear for a little bit. Okay. Okay. Go for it. You see how Corbin keeps like just attacking him, and it doesn't matter what it is. Corbin's just gonna keep hitting him. Yes. What if this leads to Rey Mysterio coming back to help him, hmm. or something like that? That'd be ambitious. It's coming from the guy that hasn't drank tonight. More more ambitious than anything I was thinking they were doing with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, when I saw, I, I felt like music was going to hit when Corbin was, so, like, attacking him. So, what I think happened. Has he always I, worn those contacts, by the way? I think. Who, Sin Cara? Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Th- th- this is part of his new contract. He got to deal with like that, <laughs> The right? contact. I think they were, they were like, here, we're going to give you this new idea. You got any. We're going to give you a new contract. Do you want anything to go with He said, yeah. Bring, um,. Bring Rey Mysterio back. He'll be my manager. They said, eh, how about a pair of Reebok Classics instead? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I would like that if that's what it led to. Because that, that would be meaningful. Yeah. He would, but it's definitely. I'd rather him be on SmackDown than be in the Cruiserweight division. Same. Um, with the women? You'd also rather him be the U.S. champion than the Cruiserweight champion. Yes. The women had, unless I missed something, had one segment backstage with Becky trying to rally the troops and Natty kind of calling out Charlotte. I think that was it. Was there anything else? Nothing. Anyone feel like there should have been more? Yes. 
I do, but it's again, no Alicia it, Fox. It's, it's one of no. those things. As much as two hours is plenty, they they have a hard time where a lot of divisions take a back burner for sometimes several weeks. So SmackDown's been pretty good since the draft, where they always have at least one segment. So you get one week where they they get a segment, not not an. Yeah, I'm not going to kill them for that. Yeah, I'm I'm not. I Especially because it was a very tag team heavy episode of SmackDown. First thing we'll get into the new day. So dressed good. as Jimmy Hart, Brother Love, and Akeem. I thought it was wonderful. Um, top can, top can, last year. Can, <laughs> yeah. can, can we say around the table, who did it the best? I liked Akeem. Akeem was funny. I give. I got to give it to, uh, I don't know. Cause Xavier, it was between Woods and Kofi. Yeah, so, Xavier well, with the megaphone. Xavier wins. Kofi, Maybe it's because I'm a Akeem Kofi, Mark. No, you know what? <laughs> Kofi by default because he's red. Yeah, I'll give the Kofi because Xavier he didn't use the megaphone. He didn't yell during the match. True. So I'll give. I it know Kofi. Per- he missed the perfect opportunity. Yeah. Biggie was doing the stomps in the corner. Yeah. And, and to me, the, Biggie's best thing he did with the Akeem was the Instagram post with the figure. That was awesome. <laughs> Listen, was I just great. I'm a huge fan of the one man gang, mm-hmm. Akeem the Dream. <laughs> like, I love that. When I saw that, I was like, oh, this is great. Th- that surpassed the three faces of Charles Wright last year. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, it was great, that. and that was that was rough. That was hard to top. I will give it to Kofi because he I, really did the brother love full on voice and accent. And yeah, the red face. I think once in a while we oh yeah, he did kill the voice, but I think once in a while we all do say, "All right, we're ready for the new day to break up." It is one of those things with when, with Aaron pointing out, you know, them doing, you know, three faces of the Godfather last year. Right now, the way I look at it is. I just want them to stay together for another year, just see what they do next Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> but wait, yeah. Co- um, Xavier's voice was great too. He was doing yeah, that was like awesome. high pitched. Mm-hmm. He killed the voice, but he just didn't use the phone. On yeah, that. it was great. Yeah. Uh, but not only was that great, they come across Rue Seven Eight in English. <laughs> <laughs> this is how long before this gets old? Because I don't think be it'll ever get old. <laughs> it'll be a while. Rusev saying the only holiday. There's only one holiday that matters. Rusev Day. <laughs> English singing the Rusev Day song still. Dumped out Biggie's candy. Biggie challenges him to a match, and Rusev, of course, brilliantly says, "I would be elated," to <laughs> which is a callback to, uh, I believe, Renee Young yeah. saying to him after he won a match, "Like you seem elated," and he says, "What does that mean?" So now he's using it for everything. Uh, he says he'd be elated to have the match. I thought it was a great callback. Um, we had English's All Hallows Eve song. And then how <laughs> upset Rusev got when they interrupted the Rusev Day yeah. song, I thought was great. Uh, I've got to give Byron Saxton credit for one thing. When English got up on the announce table and started singing, and Xavier came over, and English jumped off the table onto him and took him out, and, and Saxton was saying, he took out Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed so hard at that. And I feel like... They have to just start really letting Byron play up how much of a dork he is. Mm-hmm. Like it can't just be someone else saying he's a dork. Like let him be like full dork, and just be like so annoying all the time. Did you hear Corey Graves at at, at the end of the match? Because he was so mad. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna celebrate Rusev Day all over. Everybody's gonna dress up as costumes and get candy." <laughs> and Sex was like, "Wait, that's Halloween. No, it's Rusev Day." <laughs> yeah, the Rusev Day thing I think is great. Uh, Rusev got the big win. Um, and then they went back to Shane in the office 
and Rusev asked Shane, aren't you elated that I won the match? <laughs> <laughs> and once his spot on Smack Team SmackDown, he has to face AJ Styles next week to get the opportunity to represent Team SmackDown at Survivor Series. Uh, we had the Usos in the middle of an interview with Renee Young when Gable and Benjamin came over and said, you know, we got a title shot next week. And they kind of were arguing, and Gable, who I'm so happy they're letting him go a little bit on the microphone, says, oh, no, I got this. I speak their language. Let me spit it. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That, that was good. Um, they have a title shot next week. And then Stranger Earth Things. <laughs> so good. Alo, I'll go to you first, because I don't know Eck and Prep. I don't know if either of you have watched Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I, okay. Nope. Just started season one. So, Alo, you said last week they can't mess this up. They couldn't. Did they? No. They <laughs> nailed it. They nailed it perfectly. Like, uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Yes. I, I, I don't even know where to start because it was mm-hmm. so perfect. The whole thing with um, Dillinger underneath the um, <laughs> underneath mm-hmm. the fort, and then Breeze comes as comes in as eleven, and Ty Dillinger comes in and says, "No, I'm a 10. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And then the fact that um, the lights go out, then the Christmas lights start flickering. Don goes like. What is this? Is it, is it Christmas? Are the Christmas mm-hmm. lights is going on? Yeah. And then the lights just flash on the Bludgeon Brothers. And then didn't they weren't they asking questions or something like that? And the lights just kept flickering every time they asked questions because that's yeah. how it was in mm-hmm. Stranger Things. Yeah. They couldn't mess this up. They so did a good. good job. I have one nitpick. I said last week on the show, I want who's going to be the one to say mornings are for coffee and <laughs> contemplation? And they said mornings are for coffee and newspapers. <laughs> So it was Fandango, like I expected to play the uh, Sheriff Hopper, but he didn't say the full quote of Coffee and Contemplation. My one nitpick. But I did think it was funny. I liked that they used the lights. Uh, Dillinger being 11 and saying he's a 10 I thought was funny. Um, I thought it was good. And now we're getting, now Jigsaw is part of it. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to call this. <laughs> and Breeze was like, you threw my uggo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uggo's waffles was, was a highlight for me. Uh what does everybody think of the Bludgeon Brothers vignettes? I hate it. Everybody hate it. Take it's a just, it's just Harper and Rowan. We still but we've seen two, them. We've seen them together th- three times now. It's just so unnatural. Are they going to use these prehistoric uh, sledgehammers? I guess we'll find out. Uh, maybe we'll find out next week. Maybe. But what bugs me is they didn't learn anything from Bray. Like, Bray Wyatt, he says that hokey stuff, Mm -hmm. but he adds character to it and life. Like, he could be saying nothing, and you're, well, were captivated. (laughs) You were. You know, when when he debuted, you were captivated Mm -hmm. by it. Them, they say these things, but there's just no life to it. Their character is just like, we're big. Yeah, that's it. And they just, like, talk like this. Mm -hmm. We're going to hit you with a hammer. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with everybody. I feel like they could have done... I'll, I'll be happy to see the two of them back, because I like both of them. But I don't think that they've set them apart in any way. All I want is a Luke Harper solo run. Mm-hmm. Like, we could be having the modern-day Bruiser Brody, yeah. and they're giving us the modern-day Berserker. Yeah, <laughs> Luke exactly. Harper, Cut also. that. Cut that <laughs> audio. Put Luke, it Harper, Luke Harper, better Bray Wyatt than Bray Wyatt. Luke Harper's awesome. Yeah, he is awesome. Um... Any listener questions? Yes. Oh, before I get to that, I know we're, we're short on time, but I'll make this quick. This whole dirt shit about the whole NXT invasion. 
what do you guys think? I know my best friend was elated. We don't deserve it. <laughs> We're not going to get it. It's too good for that. Do you think it will work? Would it work? Yes, but it's not going to happen. I don't know if it will work. I'd want to see it, but I just feel like they'd mess it up in the end anyway. So here's the way it would work. They need to do... There's not everyone that's NXT alumni. You get, like, one or two from Raw, one or two from SmackDown to turn. You get, like, Owens and Zayn turn on Shane. They already don't like him, and they go back to NXT. And then you have, like, Joe or Balor turn on Raw, and they go back to NXT. It's too late for that. Well, that's, that's already going to happen, the turn, so. Well, oh, go ahead, Ron. I, I feel the exact same way as Prep. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do it. And it's something everybody would be excited for. And for, like, two weeks, they'd be like, oh, this is awesome. And then it would ultimately just fail. It, me, personally, it wouldn't work. It'd be, it'd be cool to, to fantasy book, but it wouldn't work because it'd basically be pointless. Because, one, they would have to win. Two, you if you win, you just can't go back to NXT. Right. Well, they, they wouldn't win. They would be the, if it was if they, three, but, three brands, they'd be the first ones out. No, but you can't have these guys who are quote unquote developmental, and they're the ones invading. People people have no idea who they are. You just can't have them lose and job out. That's the that, that was the thing that was the demise for the Nexus. Mm-hmm. And then if you do bring these guys up, they, if they beat your guys, which they would have to do, they have to stay. And so it's basically won't be versus NXT. It wouldn't be that because they'll be staying right there. Yeah. And then. Who are you going to put there? You got to put guys that are main roster ready, even quote unquote main roster ready, because they just have to stay there. It's it's it, it was good to fantasy book and imagine, but from a business point, it won't work because if you lose, you just can't go back to NXT. For me, I felt like if it was going to work, it would have worked three years ago mm-hmm. when NXT was like at its height. Yeah, if you did it two three years ago with the, with the four horse women and. You, you had Finn Balor and Owens just still because Owens kind of did it, mm-hmm. but it would have worked then. But now it doesn't make it. It's not going to work. You know what it would work with if it was only like the women or something. Like it'd have to be something like a tag team invasion, like a or smaller like, scale. Like not men's wrestlers, not mm-hmm. mixed up. You know, like I would like it to be like a women's one or a tag team one. Yeah, yeah, and we have. One question from the Godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty. Okay. I truly don't even know what to ask. <laughs> if you told me six months ago that Kane would return and play a major role on Raw, that Strowman would live in a garbage truck for two weeks <laughs> and then rise out of the garbage truck, and that Survivor Series would mean absolutely nothing, I probably would have said, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Wins and losses don't matter. There are no heels. There are no faces. Titles don't matter. I hear more about Total Divas and Brock Lesnar. And now Triple H is in the shield. Do you think the writers enjoy the product <laughs> at the event takes place? Do the writers and Vince watch that? <laughs> do the writers and Vince watch that how we imagine think it's good? Or do they think that's an abomination that like like that accomplishes what they set out to accomplish? Could they possibly <laughs> possibly watch this and think it's good? Um I think Vince thinks it's good, and I think everybody else tells Vince it's good. <laughs> I can't imagine that anyone in their right mind thinks like, you know what, we put on another great raw this week. <laughs> so I I have to say they'll tell Vince. 
that it's good, and he thinks it's good, but I think he's the only one. I think it's like there was a uh, a special on the network where um, WWE re- superstars wrestlers were reading like negative tweets to them. Heath Slater read one, and it was like Heath Slater loses a lot of match, and he's like, "Yeah, well, I'm rich." I think when people like approach our, our good buddy Road Dog or any of these other writers or people that are you know, involved in the process of the show. They're like, what you're doing, it sucks. You guys aren't coming up with something good. <laughs> they look back at them and they're like, well, I'm rich. So they, for the most part, know what's going on right now kind of probably sucks. They know it's probably hot two to three times a year and they're like, well, That's whatever. good enough for them. What, they're rich. Yeah. I didn't even understand Alo's question. He was laughing the whole time. <laughs> does Vince, does does anybody backstage think that what they write is good? Oh, no. <laughs> no. They're just like, let's just get past this week. It would have been easier to get to this We'll, right? we'll they knock do. it out of the park next week. Let's just get through this week and we'll start over next week. I'm almost positive that their goal is okay, let's just do one or two really good shows a month. And then the rest, we just ride it out and keep our jobs. Hmm. Yeah, because. Like, well, you figure go-home shows got to be decent or the show after. Those are the worst after. ones, usually. Yeah. You figure, like, either one or the other, and the pay-per-view they try to make compelling. Yeah. And that's it. Well, for the last first question about Triple H being in the Shield, well, Triple H did lose to Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, and Triple H is known for saying, adapt to perish. Mm-hmm. So, he had to join the Shield, no matter what. Yeah. He had no choice. <laughs> no choice. And... I just think possibly backstage is a bunch of yes men because, like, who knows? There, there might be actually some good ideas presented to Vince for Raw, and he might just change them. You got 30 Hollywood writers out there, mm-hmm. or 26, whatever they are. They might act, One may actually have some good ideas, like um, Jimmy Jacobs with Jericho. Mm-hmm. He was a major part behind the whole Jericho thing. And a lot of times... But even he wasn't a Hollywood writer. Yeah. <laughs> he was a wrestler. Yeah. yeah. That's why. Even, <laughs> even with um, the superstars, a lot of them... They get they get their pitches shot down too. So that also has a part part to it. Man, at the end of the day, a lot of them just might be be just yes men. They're like, okay, Vince, we'll do we'll do that. That's great. And like Prep said, they can put. Well, I, I've said too. They can they know what they're doing. They can put on the best show if they want to. But it's just certain times they choose to. Yeah. Like the night after WrestleMania should not be the most hyped show after Raw. I mean, at the most hyped show of the year. Yeah, it really shouldn't. Raw should be hyped. Almost every week. Mm-hmm. But they're the only company in town. And like we say, if you don't like it, don't support, don't watch, don't buy merch. Because that's the only way things are going to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody's willing to do that. Yeah. Um, that's it for tonight, too. All right. Well, Joe, thank you for the question, as always. Um, might as well just do this real quick. Uh, NBA season is upon us. We know that one man's schedule has tightened up quite a bit. But if you find, you know, a half hour here or there, we got an open an open throne for you always. King James, LeBron, we'd love to have you on the show. If you find some time, you know, give us a shout. Throne is always open. Halo? Hey, LeBron, I know you guys are going through a rough time right now. Mm-hmm. You just you just actually lost tonight. But, you know, you know, when you got some spare time, give us a call. You know, we're available on all platforms. Platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even Skype. Let's just Skype in. We know we could talk to your, your team's defensive efficiencies. So that we're, we're not knowledgeable basketball people. And if you come visit, we'll give you some souvenirs from whatamaneuver.net. 
where you can embrace the madness and get your mad madness gear. <laughs> and also, if you if you don't want that, we have ColinElbow.com. We can use promo code MattMadness for 10% off your order. Listen, mm-hmm. one of the best promos in MMA is going to defeat one of the pound-for-pound pound greatest of all time this weekend. <laughs> so, Mike the Count, what a better way to gain some momentum than coming on <laughs> to Matt Madness Podcast and cutting a mean promo on GSP. I have been with Michael Bisping since his season with Tito and Ken Shamrock on The Ultimate Fighter. I've been rooting for him through all the ups and downs, even after he took that horrible knockout to Dan Henderson in, I believe, 2009. Uh, Yeah, I would love to see Michael Bisping prove to GSP he should have stayed in his own weight class. Yeah. Wouldn't fight at 185 when he had to fight Anderson Silva, but now all of a sudden he wants to do it. It's just like the super kick all of a sudden being a finisher in a two out of three falls match. (laughs) Or a punch. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see uh, the count. Get it done. Yeah, I'll see you soon, Bisping. <laughs> Can't wait to hear from you. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, there we'll have a chair open. We'll have a dais open for Michael Bisping since that's where he shines. <laughs> um, so listen to Falls Count Anywhere, The Perfect Edge, Throwback Madness in a couple weeks. Keep an eye out for Unsanctioned with the iconic Shivani. Five star ratings and reviews. Alo just moved some merch. So for Ep2 Fly Eric Trembicki, for Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. Your boy, Elroy. <laughs> For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mission, man. It ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.